say amen and clap your hand. Amen. That's good. I like it. I like when a specialist sung for everybody to say amen and clap your hand. Let them know, hey, I'm with you. I like it. I like it. Psalm number four, Psalm chapter four. I want you to look at verse number four again. The Bible says in verse number four, stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. I want to preach tonight on this subject, quiet before God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless the preaching of your word. I preach tonight not a sermon outline, but I, I preach a need, a burden, I pray that I can deliver a truth in a way that will get our attention to the place that we will give serious thought and obedience to the instruction of the Word of God. I pray that you would arrest our attention in your Word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to preach for a few minutes tonight on the subject, being quiet before God. First of all, I am not talking about idleness. I'm certainly not talking about being lazy and wasting time. I'm talking about being quiet before God. I'm not talking about resting. That's different. That's important. In fact, I think the Bible gives us some important instruction on resting when the Lord Jesus said, to the disciples to come apart and rest a while. And the Bible says they went into a desert place to rest. You say, what is there to do in a desert place? He didn't say come apart and do. He said come apart and rest. Sometimes we don't rest. We go do and call it rest. And vacation is oftentimes where Tired people go get exhausted, and we don't rest. But the Bible talks about that. I'm not talking about resting. Thirdly, I'm not speaking of the activity and the engagement of prayer. I'm not talking about that. Prayer is when I talk to God. Prayer is when I go to God with thanksgiving, making my request known to Him. I'm not talking about prayer. I'm speaking tonight of being quiet before God. I'm talking about coming into the presence of God on purpose to wait patiently for God to reveal in our hearts and in our minds the truths of the Word of God. Going into the presence of God, being quiet before God with an expectation from Him. Let me put this picture in your mind. We oftentimes we see that bird's nest in the springtime of the year. We see those baby birds, just their heads and their beaks wide open, waiting, and you can sit and watch, especially the robins as they work. They go find a bug or a worm, and that nest full of those baby birds sits there and waits, and that robin, that mother bird, comes to feed them. I'm preaching tonight on the importance of coming before God and coming into His presence and waiting for God to speak to our heart in communion and fellowship with God. I'm concerned about this tonight. 
I'm concerned that we get our minds so busy that we simply cannot make ourselves stand or sit quietly before the Lord. From children to adults, we become addicted to activity and movement, and we cannot spend time with and before God in His presence, waiting for Him to move in our minds and in our hearts. I personally believe that it is the work of the devil in our nation today to keep our minds so occupied moving with games and activities and things that we do not have time to think or meditate on the person of God and the principles of the word of God. I preached recently about the conscience and I want to revisit a passage if you'll take your Bibles and go to 2 Peter chapter 2 and notice what the Bible says about Lot, a good man, or he calls him a righteous man. The Bible says in 2 Peter, if you'll look with me there, 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse number 8, the Bible says, and I want to revisit this on purpose and I would like to preach that message again to bring to our minds this truth. The Bible says, For that righteous man dwelling among them. Now, he is living in Sodom. The Bible says, In seeing and hearing. There's never been a generation that's seen more and heard more than our generation. You can go to your phone or computer and you can visit by way of internet, any place or any activity in the world. The Bible says that he vexed his, his righteous soul in seeing and hearing vexed. The word vexed means to sear or to cauterize his conscience. Vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. I fear that we often get so busy that we can read the Word of God and not hear the Word of God. That we can sit in church and hear a sermon preached, but our, our conscience, our mind has been so busy with activity and seeing and hearing that we can't receive. The seed cannot penetrate the hardness of the soil. As Jesus said, you become dull of hearing or your ears have become waxed and you can't receive the word of God. Back up a few books to the book of First Timothy, if you will. Just a few pages here to the book of First Timothy. And notice, if you will, in chapter 1, as he talks about the importance of the conscience, being able to see, being able to hear, being able to feel from what we see, being able to feel from what we hear. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 19, the Bible says, Holding faith and a good conscience, with which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck. They can't hear the warnings. They can't feel the danger. We need to be sensitive to the dangers of sin and we need to be sensitive to the sweet fellowship with our Heavenly Father. Notice, if you will, in chapter 3 of 1 Timothy and verse number 9, 
the Bible says, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. Go to 2 Timothy chapter 1. This is a sampling of these verses. Notice, if you will, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse number 3. I thank God whom I serve from my forefathers. And he adds these words with pure conscience. That without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day. I believe in busy because there's much work to be done. I believe that we must work the works of, of him that, as Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. There's several applications of that word night. It could be the nightfall of our lives that we only have so many days and so many years to serve him and then night comes or the end of our life comes. I believe in busy. We have to be busy in serving the Lord while we can. We can also say we need to be busy in serving the Lord as long as the day of grace is extended. For certainly the night of judgment is soon to come. I believe in busy. I, must, I believe we must be about our father's business. I believe that an idle mind is the devil's workshop. I believe that we need to keep our young people busy and active and engaged in serving the Lord. But when I talk about time or quietness before God, I'm talking about having a to-do item. It's an active behavior. Being quiet before God is not as Peter was when Jesus was in the garden praying. He told him to watch and pray and Peter slept. He was not being quiet in the presence of the Savior. He was asleep. When I talk about quietness with God, I'm talking about an engaged activity. Waiting for the Holy Spirit to use the word of God in my mind and my heart. Sometimes to convict me of a wrong attitude or behavior. Sometimes to prompt me in a good attitude, in a good behavior. I'm talking about putting on your to-do list. I'm talking about putting in your schedule times of quietness within the presence and before the presence of God. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned about this among children. I'm concerned about this among teenagers and college students that we simply do not allow. We simply do not schedule. We simply do not plan. We do not intend to spend time in the presence of our almighty God to hear from him and see how he wants to reveal himself to us through the word of God. I'm talking to folks who actively read their chapters in the Bible or listen to the word of God. I'm talking about folks who spend time in prayer. We pray for our family. We pray for our church. We pray for our ministries. We pray for our needs of our nation and of our world. We pray for our missionaries. I'm talking about in addition to that, just sitting in the presence of God, letting God know 
God, I've come to your presence. I want you to speak to my heart. I want my mind not to be engaged with the game, not to be engaged with an electronic, not to be engaged with the next activity. But Lord, I've come to spend time with you. Please speak to my heart. He will use the word of God. He will use the word of God in our mind and in our hearts. He will use that. Take your Bibles, if you will, and go to the book of Joshua chapter 1. He is speaking to a new leader uh, that is leading Israel into the land of Canaan to uh, not only make their conquest, but to give them uh, their inheritance. And he tells Joshua in Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 8, he says, But this, uh, the, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Now the word meditate is in the Bible separate from reading. That's two different things. Joshua was to read the word of God, but he was also to meditate on the word of God. Sometimes we'll read chapter after chapter and not be spoken to by a single word, not be spoken to by a single phrase, not be spoken to by a single verse or have no idea what we've read or what we've listened to. He said, Joshua, I don't want you to read the book and put it away. I want you to read the book and I want you to meditate on it so much that you meditate on it day and night. That's what's on your mind. That's what's in your mind. That's the controlling thoughts of your mind. And he goes on to give a promise when he says here uh, that, uh, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. Look at me. So many times when we get a quiet moment when we get a quiet moment, or when we take a quiet moment, we think we have to turn on a computer, a television, a cell phone, or something. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned that we're, we're so hooked on seeing and hearing, we don't spend any time meditating or many time uh, quiet in the presence of God. I want to challenge, I'm preaching to you tonight. I'm going to ask you if you would this week. I want to ask you if you would obey the word of God and spend some quiet time in the presence of God. Just go ahead and tell him, I want to pray. And when, I, when I'm finished in making my petition, I just want to spend some time with you and to say, I'm here just to wait on the working of the Holy Spirit. If you want a clean house, help yourself. If you want to stock the uh, pantry, help yourself. If you want to scold me, help yourself. If you want to encourage me or excite me, uh, help yourself. But I'm here to be in your presence to do what you want to do in my life. God needs time to work in our hearts. I believe, I'll say it again, that it's the work of the devil to keep us so mind busy. We don't think about this book. This is a living book. This book will change you. It'll make you into what God wants you to be. You don't have to worry about, dear friend, saying or doing something that's spiritual that you're not comfortable in doing. You spend time with God. It will give you the boldness. It will give you the strength. It will give you the, uh, the, uh, the uh, uh, power that you can do what God has called us to do. God does not, uh, does, not, does not have the time with us uh, to reveal truths of the great word of God that would control our minds or our actions in a way that's pleasing to him and we need to spend time with God. And I'm preaching tonight to a busy people. 
I live a busy life. My schedule is always full. In fact, there are always things that I do not get accomplished in a week, a month, or a month of scheduling. Just today, just from today, I looked at my phone just before church, 28 text messages that I haven't responded to today and haven't looked at emails. And, and, and I'm, that's just the way life is. We all live there. But listen to me. I can't miss my quiet time. I'm not talking about my Bible reading time. I'm not, talk to, I'm not talking about my Bible listening time. I'm not talking about my prayer time. I'm not talking about my, my study time where I'm looking at word definitions and looking at text and context and looking at the history or the geography. I'm not talking about my study time. I'm not talking about studying who the characters were uh, involved and what the setting was politically or what the setting was historically. I, I'm not talking about whether uh, studying whether it was a time of revival or a time of a backslide. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just a quiet time. I'm talking about just a time that I walk with God and I say, God, speak to my heart. Use your word in my mind Use your word in my heart. I want to ask you today, would you consider adding to your schedule, if you don't have a habit of it, adding a quiet time. I'm not talking about just quiet time. I'm talking about quiet time with God. I'm talking about going into the presence of God with an expectation, going into the presence of God with a hunger. I was reading Psalm 40. Take your Bibles and go to Psalm 40. I, I was reading Psalm 40, and, and, and I read it again with the understanding of the psalmist who is such a great example to us of spending time with the Heavenly Father. And he, and he says in Psalm number 40, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit. Now, we can, we can apply this to salvation because that's what he did when he saved us. He brought us up out of a horrible pit and, and out of the miry clay and set my feet on a rock and established my goings and put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. We, we, we can relate that to salvation because he did all of that when he saved me. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a solid rock. He established my goings. But when you look at the context of that, David was waiting patiently for the Lord. And this could be a spiritual application. It could be a mental. It could be an emotional. It could be a yearning for God to bring his spirit that could have been depressed or his fears that could have been stirred by his enemies. And so he went into the presence of God and he waited patiently for him. And he said, he inclined unto me. He inclined unto me. Oh, what a joy it is to hear the Holy Spirit of God reveal the truths of the word of God when you spend quiet time in the presence of God. I think it's best to spend time reading and meditating on the Word of God and then to come into the presence of God and after a time of prayer, just to be quiet before God. Isn't it amazing how things have changed in 50 years? You know, there was a time that you would hear a, a newscast in the morning and then a 
newscast in the evening and you would have local news and you would have world news. You don't have it twice a day. I mean, everything is breaking news. And it breaks all the time. And it keeps you in a, it, 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 it keeps you almost in a frenzy to realize, wow, there's breaking news. And then you go to the weather channel and it's breaking news and weather and it's breaking news in politics and it's breaking news. Everything just breaking all the time. You think, oh my goodness. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to say it again. I believe it's a tool of the devil to keep us so busy that we don't find a place that we spend time just in the quiet presence of God. Would you schedule a time to spend some time with God and let the Word of God and the Holy Spirit of God speak to your heart? Look at Psalm 39. I said I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I was dumb or quiet with silence. I held my peace even from good and my sorrow was stirred. My heart was hot within me while I was musing the fire burned. Then spake I with my tongue. The word musing means to think. The word amuse means no think. The word amusement park means no think will think for you. The psalmist said it was while I was musing that the fire burned. When's the last time you had a personal revival? Just musing on the things of God. Think of these illustrations. Joseph learns that Mary is with child. Joseph knows that that conception is not because of him. And Joseph, his heart was filled with fear. And the Bible says in Matthew 1, if you read three verses, 18, 19, 20, he thought he would put her away privily because of shame or even the danger of her being killed because adultery and that type of behavior was not tolerated and the Bible said while he thought while he thought on these things it was then that the angel of the Lord let them know I wonder how many times the angel has rung our doorbell but we were busy I wonder how many times that the Lord Jesus as the story where the Bible says he was walking on the water, they were tolling and rowing and he would have passed by them. I wonder how many times Jesus has passed by because we didn't pay attention 
to the presence of the Almighty God. Psalm 27, 14. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I taught from Psalm 37 the, the other night on Wednesday night. Where the Bible says, fret not and be angry, not to be angry. I read the story of Bill Maher and how he has mocked and related the Speaker of the House to a murderer because he's a born-again Christian. And my first response of my heart was to be angry. But then I thought what the Bible says, and when I thought on it, I thought, Bill Maher can't do anything except run his mouth. God's still in control. There's no need for me to leave my work of serving God for the frustrations of those types of foolishness that are given because, hey folks, we're living in the last days. Jesus is coming soon. And so when we bring our thoughts back into captivity, he said in Psalm 37, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. And the Bible tells me this, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. The psalmist said in Psalm 62, 5, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. Psalm 130, verse number 5, I wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait, and in His word do I hope. Now Satan doesn't want you to be quiet. He does not want you to think upon the power and the principles and the person of God. Because he knows if you meditate on that book, you're going to be on fire for him. And you're going to sing his praise. And you're going to tell others about him. The devil doesn't want you to be quiet. He doesn't want you to dwell upon the person of God. He doesn't want you to dwell on the power of God. He doesn't want you to dwell on the fact that God's in control. Because when you dwell on that, that God is in control, the devil can't distract you. He can bark, but he's a bad dog on a chain that God has in control. And when I realize, when I meditate, when I muse, when I think, when I'm quiet before God, oh, then the fire begins to burn and I begin to sing, well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I am on the winning side. You know where that comes from? It's not an emotional stir. And we need more than an emotional stir. And I like those all. Oh, but dear friend, we need to find a time and find a place where we come into the presence of God and say, I've not come to ask for anything. I just want to be in your presence. I want you to have your will and your way in my life. I'm preaching tonight. Let's spend some time being quiet with God. When I was a boy, I used to wait for my dad after church on Sunday nights to ride home with him. And on Sunday nights, he had quite a few responsibilities and things that he did to get the church cared for. And I remember getting in that old 1963 Ford truck and driving home. 
just to be with him, just to talk to him, just to see what he was going to talk about, just to spend time with him. He would sometimes ask me as a boy, what did you think about that sermon? Why is it the best sermon I ever heard? I enjoyed spending time with him. I don't have an earthly father now. I wish I did. I think of him often. But I sure am glad I have a heavenly father. And he never disappoints me. When I walk into his presence, it's always a sweet time of fellowship. Isaiah 26.3, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. Just wait. I'll be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Stand with me if you will. I say to you this week, let's, let's put some time in our schedule. After you read the Bible, after you pray, why don't you take a little walk and say, Lord, I haven't come to check my text messages or messages or the news. I've come just to spend some time with you. And you see, if you don't find some sweet communion with God, and you see if he don't give you something that you can't buy any place in this world. He's a good, good God. Heavenly Father.